Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Logan Chartrand back again with another episode of Hotshot Archery's Outdoor Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 14th. Wanted to today just talk to you a little bit about what uh, just happened over the last the course of the last several days over the last weekend at the Archery Trade Association show out in Indy. So got back Saturday afternoon, um, quite the interesting drive. As always, it always seems like there's weather when we're coming back in. We wanted to spend a few minutes with you this week, just letting you know what to expect over the course of the coming weeks. Talk a little bit about what we did at the ATA show or what I did. I'm flying solo this week. Uh, so just talk a little bit about what I did at the ATA show who we were able to sit down and talk with that I think you're going to be really excited to hear from. And then also wanted to just drop in my own personal opinion. One of the hot topics lately has been around, um, should the public be allowed into the ATA show? So I'm going to throw out a butthurt alert here. I may have an unpopular opinion, but again, I'm going to bring you some thoughts from the perspective that I was provided with while being at the show over the course of, keep calling it this past weekend, but really Wednesday through Saturday afternoon. Um, so want to just jump right in here. We had um, really a great time. We had an opportunity to sit down with lots of great people, about the only group we didn't get a chance to sit down with and record um, really was a hot shot group. We didn't have any opportunities to get together just as a group and talk about what went down. So we'll probably get together all via phone here sometime in the near future and talk a little bit more about that. But we've got some great episodes coming up next week. We've got an episode with Justin Lonclo from Spy Point talking about some of the new things that they've got coming out this year. Personally, for myself, I think their cell link is uh, probably the most innovative thing that I happen to see at the ATA show. Now, I didn't get a chance to see everything, and we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a minute as well. Um, also, I had a chance to sit down and talk bowstrings with America's Best Bowstrings and get to know a little bit more about a couple of the people behind America's Best. Had a great conversation with Derek Craig, with Magnus Broadheads. We had an episode a few weeks back with him and his daughters just talking about their experiences. Had a chance to share some information about what Magnus has going on and a little bit of the background into Magnus and just a great conversation with a longtime friend there as well. Robin and I also had a chance to sit down with Chris Ham from HHA Sports and HHA USA and talk a little bit about not only the background of HHA and some of the things that they got into, um, some things that I learned throughout the course of that conversation, some products that they used to manufacture and no longer do. Um, so it was really cool to talk with him, not only about what's new for HHA sports, but the, my favorite part of that conversation was sitting down and talking with him about their new nonprofit organization, HHA USA. And what that means in their support of the military, of veterans programs, of the honor flight, and everything that they're doing um, to help support those causes. So just wonderful conversation. Also had a chance to talk not only bowstrings, but also rests as well with ears from Vapor Trail. And we got to sit down as well with the owners of Quick Draw Archery and really just kind of nerd out for a moment over 
bow fishing. So that's something that I used to do, um, what I would probably call back in the day. I mean, we're talking at this point uh, closer to 20 years. So I had a chance to talk to them about what's changed, how they bow hunt, what it means to them, and also just talk about the products that they brought to market, how they decided to bring those products to market and take that leap as small business owners. So lots of great conversations. We had a lot of people that were also interested in sitting down and talking with us on the podcast. Unfortunately, did not get a chance to sit down with everyone. There's always things that come up. Um, We're all there to work that show, which again goes into what I'll talk about here um, in just a couple minutes and my opinion on the public being allowed into the ATA show. So we've got even more episodes coming up, more conversations. We have heard from people even since leaving the ATA show that um, just didn't get a chance to meet in person. So we're going to be scheduling some of those talks over the phone and talking about many different companies. Um, Sarah Lampson and Lakewood bow cases and uh, just cases in general, fishing cases, all sorts of stuff. Great friend. We're going to be getting together with her as soon as um, show season slows down just a little bit. They are traveling all over the place, uh, but really excited to be able to sit down with her. We just didn't get a chance. I'm so busy. She started losing her voice. So we're uh, going to be getting that one set up as soon as we all have time to get together and talk. Also, several other great business owners, um, outdoor insiders, uh, just anybody. So we've got probably just from where we were at in the show, we heard from so many people who have had such great things to say about the podcast. And we're really blown away. I mean, we kind of peek a look, uh, take a peek. Wow, if I could speak correctly this week, we kind of take a peek and look around at some of the analytics just out of curiosity, but we don't really focus on things too much. Again, we're a release and archery accessory manufacturer. We're not a media company. So we've just been putting out our thoughts, our opinions, and conversations that we thought that you all would like to kind of join in again in on, but don't always get a chance to do so yourself. So just hearing how many people have been listening to the podcast that we didn't know about, people that we haven't heard from um, until we met up at the ATA show, just all the positive feedback that we've been having really made us feel awesome and made everything so much easier, made a lot of people want to actually take some time and sit down and talk with us. So appreciate you all downloading these episodes, subscribing to the podcast, pushing that information out there, sharing it with your friends because others are hearing about it. And the more others are hearing about it, the more excited people become not only to listen, but to sit down and have more of those same great conversations with us. So thank you all so much for what you have been doing. And If you know some folks who would be a good fit for the podcast, who've got something interesting going on and would love to sit down and talk with us, I mean, we would definitely love to sit down and talk with them about their background, how they got where they are. So we've got, I would say, at least five or six more folks that we're still trying to get something scheduled with over the phone. We're looking overall at close to three months worth of episode content that we'll be able to bring to you. And then also rolling right into then turkey season, getting back into kind of what we were doing during deer season, where we were keeping you up to date on what we're doing, what Robin, especially at this point in time in the year, what he'll be doing, where he's traveling, his tips, his tricks, his tactics, the things that are working for him and 
talking with some of the people that he's meeting along on these trips also. So lots of really cool stuff coming up next week. Again, we're going to kick everything off with the conversations that we had at the ATA show with Spy Point and some of the information. So if you haven't yet, definitely make sure that you back out of this podcast, click the subscribe button, and make sure that you download of any of the episodes. I mean, we've got some awesome ones there, but Justin is one that you definitely won't want to miss out on. So then we get into the butt hurt alert that I threw out earlier. And my take, at least as I sit here on Tuesday morning on January 14th, a few days after the ATA show, and as somebody who worked the show, um, got into town Wednesday, left Saturday afternoon, was inside the exhibition hall, the um, exhibit center, for the entire time, I'm going to say that Having seen that, while I can appreciate the thought of people wanting to get in to see all the new items, to play around with all the cool bow hunting, archery, outdoor stuff that's going to be available at this show, I get where you're coming from. But I'm going to say that I disagree with just anybody being able to walk into the show and opening it up to the general public. And there's several reasons why I didn't jot all these reasons down. So I'm going to try to just run through them this week and let you know where my thoughts are. If you disagree, absolutely feel free to let us know. Um, You are welcome to disagree. Maybe if you agree, let us know. Maybe there are some other points here as well. But when it comes to just letting anybody in, first, let's start off with no one has to be excluded from the ATA show. It is the Archery Trade Association. It is open for membership for retailers, for manufacturers. You are able to um, purchase media passes or press passes. There are suppliers, so it's not closed down. So my first thing is, if you really want to get into the ATA show, buy into the ATA, become a member. And I'll talk about some of the things that really help drive that home for me as well. But first and foremost... It is not impossible for you to become a member of the Archery Trade Association. Everybody who is there working, all of those companies, all of those pro shops, everybody has decided to join the Archery Trade Association and become a member and then go to that organization's trade show each year to either display their goods or to review those goods or to uh, maybe in the case of some of the media folks to secure new partnerships and sponsorships. But everyone has paid in to the Archery Trade Association. Then on top of that, many people are also then paying for the passes to get in. Not everybody is welcome as an ATA member, um, just wholehearted open passes. Anybody can come in if you're a member of the organization. You also still have to purchase passes to be able to get into the Archery Trade Association. You are more than welcome to do that. If you want to get into the show, if you want to see all of the new stuff, put your money where your mouth is. Don't say, well, I should, as the consumer, just deserve to walk in and be able to see whatever I want to see to talk to company owners, to talk to sales representatives, to talk to uh, brand managers, to marketing managers, whomever I would like within the company and see all of their gear. You can do that. You're just not going to be able to do that for free. There's a lot of reasons why. So this was my fourth year attending the Archery Trade Association. I really went in this year thinking 
all right, I'm able to go in on a retailer's badge. So I was very lucky to be able to attend the show this year with our friends from Langia.com. On that retailer badge, that meant that I was able to get into the show on Thursday. Thursday was something that they did brand new this year. It was a buyer's day. So unless you were an exhibitor or you were a buyer or retailer, you were not allowed into the show on Thursday. It was all about those retailers being able to meet up with the manufacturers, to be able to meet up with the salespeople and start to place their orders. And so many of the people that I talked to when we went through either on Thursday day or Friday morning when I was back in the show, talked to so many friends, so many booths that said, you know what, attendance was down yesterday, which felt a little bit weird, but we feel like we were able to have higher quality conversations, which led to more business and more orders being placed, which is why we are all there. That's why we spend the money not only to become a member of the Archery Trade Association, but then also spend the money to be able to be at that show. We're not getting in free. It was a lot of money. So I had hotel expenses. Um, I had parking expenses. We had dinner expenses that we all had to cover. Um, Some of these companies that are paying for everything, they're paying for flights. They're paying for the additional travel. They're paying for mileage. They're paying for hotels. So we as the manufacturers or the retailers going there, we're sinking a bunch of money into just being able to be at the show and talk with each other. If you are interested in doing that, again, go ahead and join the organization. We would love to have people who are archery-minded, who care about the business of archery, Um, not just bow hunting or not just target shooting, but really supporting the businesses that make up the archery industry. And I absolutely can appreciate that the consumer, as one myself, supports the archery industry. But if the dealers can't get in, if the dealers cannot talk to the manufacturers, cannot find out what's new, what they like, talk with their customers. So a lot of what I've heard for the reason for people saying, oh, the public needs to be get in, uh, needs to be able to get in. We, this has to open up. If we don't know what's out there, maybe our shop only carries X, Y, or Z. And how do we know? There's an order of operations, and unfortunately, in this industry, as entitled as we all feel we should be or feel we are, there's a process. The manufacturers create, they begin their marketing, they talk with the dealers, and everybody is all about, oh, support small business, support this, support that, except for the ATA show, where they just kind of want to jump in over the dealers and say, we need to know so that we can go tell our dealers what to order. So you are telling me that the dealers, and I don't mean you, the folks out there who are fully on board with the public should be able to get into the ATA show. You're telling me that you saying that you would maybe like to buy a product is where your dealers, where your bow shops should be putting their money. So um, they should say, you know what? I don't know about that, but since you went to this great show with that within an organization that I am a member of, and you really liked this, let me go ahead and buy those. I don't have any personal experience. I didn't talk face-to-face with any representatives from them, but you like it, so I'll go ahead and buy that. Multiply that by the tens or hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people who may support that particular shop, 
And now you have these shop owners spending money on all sorts of things, trying to please everybody who was able to say what they saw was the coolest thing and that that shop should own. Or we could send those shop owners. They could pay the additional funds. Again, they're not getting in free. I don't know how many more times we'll say that, but they're not getting in free. So we can let the shop owners go. We can let the folks who are supplying the customers go, take a look at the products, get hands-on with some of them, feel them, touch them, smell them if they want. Hell, I don't know what they're all doing. Um, Talk to those manufacturers, though. Talk to the representatives and find out about that product. Ask the kind of questions that, one, are not only going to allow them to be able to carry that product and stay in business so that they can support you, so that they can service you, so that they can work on your bows, do your tune-ups, build your arrows, whatever you may need. So that's one big part of it. Not only the expense, but nobody's going to have that expense if they don't have a chance to talk to who they need to talk to, which leads me to my second point. So I've been going, again, I said four years. I went this year with the plan that I was going to see everything at the show this year. Four years, four strikeouts. Still did not get a chance to see everything. I was there specifically to work, and I did not get to see every booth to talk to every person at that show. And that includes a day where it was only retailers, where it was slower, where I had an opportunity to get through many, many booths and talk to many different companies. On Thursday, I wasn't doing any podcasting stuff. We did that pretty much um, all day Friday from late morning through the time the show closed and then Saturday afternoon. So Thursday was just me walking around. Friday morning was just me walking around. I didn't get to see everything and that was with a little bit lower attendance. So now we add in the public. Imagine how much harder it's going to be for myself who is there with a retailer or um, my buddy Mike who I ran into on Friday who Normally, is only there for the arrow show and then rolls out. But because he had a buyer's-only day, he decided to go in on Thursday and then stay for a little while on Friday. I was able to catch up with him. And imagine if he or anyone else didn't have a chance or had even less of a chance to be able to walk the show floor, to see, to get into the booth, to see the product, to talk to the representatives. If everything is clogged up with the public, and again, I'm not saying that the public should not be able to see these items, to see the the parts and the pieces, the equipment, the gear, the cool new stuff that's coming out. Unfortunately, we live in an age of instant information, and everybody believes that because these companies are releasing it, they're all entitled to the information at the exact same time. I'm going to ask that you trust your shop owners that you trust the retailers, that you trust the manufacturers that we're trying to do the right thing. We'd love, as manufacturers, we would love for everybody to know about Hotshot Archery. We are known by a relatively small percentage of the archery world. There are a lot of people, regardless of how long Hotshot has been around, regardless that we were one of the original, if not the original, uh, mechanical, so I'll just say one of the original, mechanical release manufacturers. There are people who are still not aware that we exist. We would love for you all to do that. We would love to have those people come through. Maybe there needs to be some other sort of show. I don't know what it would cost, but again, if you think of the ATA and you think you should just be able to go in, that we're going to be able to walk right in, we're going to be able to just see what we want, that 
these manufacturers, these relatively high-level folks within these archery companies owe us their time to talk to them, even though they're the ones paying all the money to be able to be there. I just don't think that's right. And it's not because, well, I didn't get to see the show, so why should you? There certainly is some aspect of that. Again, we pay a lot of, it is not cheap. I will say this so many times, even if you're in the industry, and I'm going to use finger quotes there, but even if you're in the industry, it's not cheap to be able to go to this show. So if the folks who are already paying for all of this to be there don't have enough time to do what they need to do, unfortunately, we're not in a position where we have time to allow in others who aren't making a direct impact. This isn't a retail buying show. I mean, we're not walking around. There are some transactions that usually might happen on the very last day and the last few minutes or hours of the show, but they're not setting up booths to sell product directly to people. There's not a lot of exchange of cash except for at the snack bar or something like that. So it's not like you can go in and see these products and say, yes, here's my money. I want to buy this right now. There are tons of consumer shows, and we as an organization, as Hotshot Archery, have talked about what do we need to do to maybe be more engaged in some of those shows, but just coming up, you've got the um, Sportsman's Expo, I believe is what it is, up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You have things like your Deer Classics in your state, the Iowa Deer Classic. There are a lot of opportunities for people to get out there and see what's available. There's also this thing called the internet that you can get out there and whatever company you are interested in, you can Google their product and you can do pretty much everything but actually get hands-on with it. And as much as even we would love for you to get hands-on with our products at a show like this, it's just not possible. That's one of the reasons that we have such a great warranty and return policy. The no questions asked. You want to try out a hotshot release? Go ahead and purchase a release. Get that release in. Let us know what we can do to help you with setting it up. Ask all of your questions about it. Let us guide you through it. And if you just cannot make yourself fall in love with that release, send it back to us. We'll give you your money back. We're not here to try to hold people's feet over the fire. We want you all to try our products. But that's right. I'm sure I have many other um, points of view on that. But from a personal aspect, I think I've laid out a few good reasons why this show should not just be open to anyone in the public and laid out some options for you to front the money to be able to be an organization or part of something that might have access to that show. It's not without or outside of your reach. It's not an impossible thing to do. There are members of this particular association, though, who are working with other members of this organization. It's our or this association. It's our chance to network. It's our chance to talk business. I had one of the most amazing conversations with so many great social media um, influencers and managers from within companies while I was there at the Archery Trade Show. So again, by us paying the money to be a part of the Archery Trade Association, that's an additional thing that is offered to us. This is not a big party, regardless of what you hear. Yes, there are some very fun after parties. Yes, some of these manufacturers um, and buying groups and other organizations, they do a lot for the retailers and for the manufacturers that are part of the association by 
having some interesting events in the evenings, doing great things to help celebrate us, to show appreciation for the hard work that we all put in. Like I said, I know how much everybody wants to get there. I remember when I wasn't going to the ATA show, and all I said is, I'm going to get there someday. I will say that I thought it was much better this year. It was much less of everybody's there for the party and just to show off and be seen by everyone. And there was a lot of quality conversations, a lot of connections, and a lot of networking that were done within the industry that just simply wouldn't be possible if that show was open to the public. Is there some other way we can do it? Um, Is there a way that we could charge the public enough money to um, compensate the manufacturers for being at the show another day or another two days and their hotel expenses and their additional food expenses and all the additional money they would have to do? I don't know. But at that point, we're probably getting back to where even though it might be open to the public, it's only going to be open to a certain segment of the public that could afford to get into that show and still isn't transacting business directly with the manufacturers. So that's where I stand. I'm not speaking for Hotshot on that, um, but just wanted to share some of my experiences from a guy who spent three and a half days there busting his hump, doing a lot of hard work, and not just there for the party. In fact, I only went out on the very first evening. I didn't go to any of the concerts that were put on. I didn't have an opportunity to go to the Badlands Film Festival or things like that, some of the other celebrations that are set up for members of the ATA show or of the ATA Association. So we're out there. We are busting our homes. Again, we make it seem fun. We all came back exhausted. I had a couple folks who wanted to still get in on a podcast episode and reached out to me and said, hey, I'm available um, on Sunday. This was the day after I got home and I was wiped out. I could not brain on Sunday. I just had to reach out and say, I need a day. I need a day to recover. It is such hard work. So we'd love to see you. We want to see you at a show somewhere, but my personal feeling is that show is not the ATA show unless you become a member of the association. If you're contributing to the betterment, again, the conversation, the social summit that we had on uh, Thursday afternoon was amazing with so many great people uh, hosted by the guys from the hunting public and just talking about what we can do as influencers, how we can use our platforms to not only um, you know sell products because most of the people in that room were there to make money by selling something, but how can we use that platform to sell our products and better help educate people about what it's really like in the outdoors to or what it's like to be a hunter? And um, I know there's a lot of debate over the grip and grin or the hero shot or whatever you want to call it, but just talking about ways that we can be more aware. That wouldn't have been possible without being at that show. And I can promise you, we're going to stop going to that show when it becomes a public show. And it's just the general population walking around having that time. We as manufacturers, we as members of that association, we need that time together. So I guess what I would be saying is just understand where we're coming from, what we have invested to be able to do that, and that it's part of our business. And sometimes there are what many will see as business perks, but we're still doing business. We're very honored to be able to go to this. I very much appreciate everything that was done so that I could be at this show and have some of the conversations that I had while we were there. But again, that's just me. I'm one guy. You are absolutely free to 
disagree with me, whether you do or don't, let us know your thoughts. Email us your thoughts at podcast at hotshotmanufacturing.com. This is something that myself and Robin and the other guys might kick around at some point here in the future. So let us know your thoughts. Let us know um, where you stand about public entry into the ATA and why you believe what you believe. We're definitely open to hearing from others. And I would love to hear from people who maybe aren't necessarily in my shoes either about that. Also, any questions you have about our products, about hunting um, in general, we've gotten some pretty off the wall questions that quite honestly, if um, you've written in and it's not necessarily something that we have experience with, if we haven't gotten back to you, we're out looking around for people who do have experience in those things. Saddle hunting has become extremely popular again. We've had questions about that. Neither Robin nor I do a lot of saddle hunting or do any saddle hunting, I should say. So we don't really feel like we could speak all that intelligently on that particular subject. So we're looking for some people who can give us some insight and some information to have on the show and help address those. But keep them coming. Message us on Instagram. Send us a private message on Facebook. Add your question to the comments. Those usually get lost pretty quickly. But there's lots of different ways to try to get in touch with us. Don't hesitate to do so. Again, I'm just going to wrap up this week's episode by saying thank you all again. We felt really great as we were walking around inside the ATA show in Indy this past weekend and talking to so many people who have had an opportunity to hear the podcast and give us great feedback and tell us some things that they would like to um, maybe see tweaked or change or things that we could keep in mind in the future. So we're going to keep on creating in the words of Derek Craig. Uh, we're not going to slow down or stop here. We're going to keep putting out content and we need you all to tell us if it is the content that you are interested in, if you're liking it. Again, let us know. Keep those five-star ratings coming. Keep the feedback and the comments coming. And we will talk to you all next week with a great conversation from SpyPoint.